We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, here we go. We're off. We're rolling. Ivy Nation Sports Talk on a Thursday, along with Vince D'Addario, Sean Styers, and uh, it has been another crazy day, you know, just when we think that maybe someone will put a cork in it and kind of tamp it down. Um, no, it's it, it, like the last 24, 24 hours seem like a week, and I, I was even gone <laughs> yesterday, you know, like I wasn't even here with you and Jesse know, right? yesterday, and like so much has happened in the last 24 hours, I can't even believe it. I mean, look, everybody needs to just take a breath, it's everything's <laughs> gonna be okay. Here comes everybody, Captain Vince, settle everybody down. Just relax, there are bigger <laughs> tragedies in the world, everybody. Vince, okay? is, Vince is Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House in the Alley. All is well. I'm just All saying. Well. <laughs> they're, they've got 94 scholarship players going into next year right now. <laughs> people got to go. Now, I don't want them all to leave from the wide receiver room, but people got to go. It, I mean, you know, th- this, is, this is expected to a degree. It's not ex- – the mass exodus from the wide receiver room, obviously, is not expected. But – the fact that guys are not being asked back, guy, the guys that are leaving, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some starters. There's already been starters that have left, right? And so, right. you know, guys, it, it, it's going to happen. Just sit back, let it happen, and then let let the let it, let things you know simmer a little bit. Let let things marinate. You know, they're they're, they're gonna. It's gonna be okay. It's I guess we okay. should, you know, just say the names since um you know we are doing a show (laughs) like we should reference who we're talking about of course just in case someone happens to jump on and not know exactly what's going on which has been known to happen a time or two yeah um yeah started off yesterday you know again like the riley leonard stuff becomes official He's in the transfer portal at Duke. Like, if you're at Duke, that's like, oh, you know, losing the quarterback. Right, you know, I think exactly. they kind of knew that they were going to lose the quarterback, but comes out right away that, you know, he could be ending up here at Notre Dame. We'll get to that at some point. And then, of course, the big news today is Braylon James entering the transfer portal. Notre Agreed. Dame freshman <clears throat> wide receiver. Uh, safety Ramon Henderson entered the portal today as well. But, I mean, it's even bigger – 
with Braylon James because of the fact that you started off the week with Chris Tyree entering the portal. Then you went with Tobias Merriweather entering the portal. So now you've got a third receiver entering the portal. And of course, on top of all that, a day after Marcus Freeman said that he wanted to retain the whole staff, he had to fire Chancey Stuckey because of all this stuff that's going on right now. And I mean, People are pointing fingers, you know, is it Jared Parker's fault? Is it Marcus Freeman's fault? Is it Chancey Stuckey's fault? And I'm sure there's plenty of blame to go around. And, you know, I've seen the the comments are coming in fast and furious. It's hard to even keep up with all of them. There's other people saying, well, you're trying to protect Jared Parker. He's the one who's really to blame in all this. And based on everything we know, Vince, this was just a really toxic environment that was yeah. created in yeah. this wide receiver room. And who's in charge of the wide receiver room? It was Chancey Stuckey. Now, how much, how much, you know, was sort of how much did 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 the offensive coordinator and or the head coach let stuff go that 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 shouldn't have been, you know, able to 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 go on sure. over the course of the season that they knew about? At some point, you know, that that did play a part of it. But I, I wouldn't say that based on what we know, it just seems like the environment that was created and allowed to, you know, again, allowed to be able to continue the way it did during the season really has led to the boiling point that we're at right now with what's going on with this wide receiver room. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, and there, there's definitely part of me that that doesn't understand how you couldn't have known that it was as bad as it was. I mean, the stories that I'm hearing from that wide receiver room are really, really bad. They're really, really bad, yeah. and you know, there, there's no excuse for that from a positional standpoint, all the way up to where the buck stops, right, with the head coach. And I, I'm sure that Marcus Freeman knew something was going on, but probably not to the extent that it was. And I mean, I get that to a degree, you know, he's in charge of what 125 guys. It's hard to know what the feelings are of all 125 guys at every moment of the day. I I will give him that, but there also has to be, you know, he has to know something at, you know, and he did know, he did know something. He did. What know, did he know? And when did he know it? You know, right. it's like, and, that's, that's, and we're never going to know the answer to that. Right. We're never, we're never going to know the answer to that because we're not there. We're not on the staff. We know that he knew something was up. We knew that he wasn't happy with the production, but the reality of the situation is you, you don't fire a coach mid season that, that that's not realistic. That doesn't happen. Now I have a feeling if he knew how bad it was, in which he found out recently, maybe that happens because he wasn't planning on firing anybody until after the right. bowl game. And he did. So, you know what I mean? So there there's, you know, again, we're not going to know everything and, and that's fine. I, I get that. I'm, I'm comfortable with that, but there, there was Look, a lot going on here. We're only going to talk about guys by name who have entered the portal, by the way, Correct. I know there are rumors about other guys entering the portal and I'm sure that, 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 you know, Marcus Freeman and the rest of the staff is working overtime to try to keep that from happening. So we're only going to talk about guys who are in the portal right now. We're not going to address rumors of guys who could be in the portal. We, you know, we, we both got our Twitter open and if someone announces in the course of the show, 
We'll talk, we'll about, talk about him. I think that's what happened on Monday's show. You know, someone announced, I think it was Zeke Carell, maybe right yeah. off, you know, yeah. when when the show started. They announced that they're going to the portal. We'll talk about it, but we're not going to address speculation right now because again, they're they're trying to do as much damage control as possible. But I did just see a question pop up. If Stucky was the problem, then why would these guys be leaving after Stucky was fired? Because you know, the, the assumption is well. You fired the guy who was the problem, so why would these guys still be leaving after the fact? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We're in the midst of the holiday season, which can bring joy to our lives, but can also bring seasonal blues. This time of the year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot in a time of stress or a time of change. It gives you something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Based on what we know, there was a toxic environment. There was some favoritism. Oh, you yeah. know, one you know, going one way and not the other. So what you've got now is like Chancey Stuckey, based on what we know is it's like, he was not universally hated by every wide receiver in the room because supposedly there was some favoritism, you know, oh, that, yeah. that was, that was taking place in here. So now you've got guys, some guys actually do, you know, did like him because of the, you know, the favoritism or, or, you know, the treatment that they were getting in comparison to other guys. But again, in turn, that pitted guys in the room against each other. You want healthy competition. Like 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 the last several years we've looked at the competitions in the quarterback room and guys are competing for jobs 
but they're you know they're they're out there actually supporting each other they're helping each other out that and that kind of thing that's those aren't the kind of things that we're hearing with this wide receiver room so again i, I think you've got little factions of some of these guys didn't necessarily care for chancy stucky and chancy stucky was fired but on the other hand you have guys who are you know sort of like team chancy stucky in the room it it's it was not a universal feeling that everyone had with this guy because of the way that from what we know things were being done in that room and you know as it translated onto the field and everything else that went along with it and that and here's the thing you have to understand as well just kind of piggybacking off what you're saying right if you've got a, a coach that is mortally hated by some guys but is is shown favoritism to other guys and he's fired let's all think about what might happen the guys whose relationships with him and notre dame are irreparably harmed are going to leave the guys that were favored by him are also probably going to leave right because because he's gone he left. Now. yes <laughs> so that's what's happening here folks like you you have to understand all of the moving parts here right and then you add into the fact that it's so freaking easy to jump into the portal now than it ever was in the past coaching staff did the best they could to try to repair the damage that was done unfortunately they couldn't do it to everybody they they definitely uh kept certain guys here that were planning on jumping into the portal and other guys that have already jumped into the portal jumped in without family members even knowing they were going to do it. So, you know, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts here that you have to understand. I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to give away that's on the board since it's premium, you know, information and all that. So I'm going to stay away from that. But, right, you know, you, you have to understand that there's a lot of things going on that you're never going to know all the details. And you're a fan. And it's none of your dang business. Just understand things go on behind the scenes. And these are the outcomes. And it is what it is. Nobody's making excuses for anybody else. We're reporting what we know, but we're also not going to throw people under the bus if they don't want us to be thrown under the bus because that's how good reporters do their jobs. So people have to understand that too. Somebody said something earlier about vague reporting and all this. It's not our job to report things like that people are going to trans. That's not our job. It's their job to say if they're going to jump into the transfer portal. We're right. not, that, that's not our that, job. And that's a stance we've always... Yes. taken is like like brian's thing is when it comes to a player whether he's announcing a commitment to notre dame you know if he's going to the portal whatever to let the player make the announcement on their time that we're not going to try to break that news and you know and again i know that there are some guys out there with twitter accounts or x accounts or whatever who don't even put their real names on the accounts and they're out there doing their exactly. best they, they might actually know these players you know for all we know i don't know but you know the you know they're they're out there trying to be who you know I've got some you know some gravitas I'm breaking this news and whatever else and you know that's that's not the way that we've decided to do it we'll let them break it themselves and then we'll talk about it after the fact we that's right. that's not that's not the stance that we have kind of taken on this kind of stuff we'll let the players make their own announcements Correct. and again we'll 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 talk about it after it becomes fact we're not going to to jump into speculation and stuff like that 
with, right. with these kind of things because Just it's like, their yeah. it's look it's their lives you know if it was exactly. if it was your life and you had a major announcement to make you would want to be the one to make the announcement and not have somebody out there leaking news about it and making it for you know unless you told them hey go break this for me because I don't want it to right. you know whatever you know yep. but you want to do it but, but even then that's on that's on your timeline like you know like if you're telling somebody to do it for you so that's that's just the tack that we've right we've taken and that's what we're going to stick with this so. this might be the best comment that i've read so far tonight let them burn says there's no point in being mad or pissed off if a player leaves they leave oh well next man up that's exactly right because whoever leaves from this team whoever comes to this team doesn't affect you in any way in your Sean- life Sean like, Duffy says, funny how you speculate about Riley Leonard. What have we speculated about with we Riley said Leonard? He's coming. Yeah. We he's in the transfer he's portal. He's in the transfer portal. Right. We haven't speculated any. Like if you're talking about the headline of this, you know, could he be Notre Dame bound? It has been reported already that, you know, by many sources, like actual news outlet sources, not Joe right. Schmo on Twitter. You know, that's again. That's the difference. And I realize it gets hard to separate sometimes because of social media and the fact that you've got guys who, you know, want to claim that they've got, you know, whatever sources or whatever you've got. Like while I was calling a basketball game yesterday, apparently it was on the ESPN crawl that Riley Leonard could be headed towards Notre Dame. You know, it was. So I read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's exactly where it was. And we never said, Riley Leonard's coming to Notre Dame. That never came out of our mouth. We talked about the possibility and what it would look like. Do we like it? Things like that. We never said, Jesse and I in our show never said he was coming to Notre Dame. That is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. And so, you know, we talked about the possibility. And there's a possibility that every wide receiver in that room leaves. We can talk about that possibility too. It's all speculation. And so... You know, somebody said that Brian talked about Rico Flores possibly leaving in the show this afternoon. Okay. I, that's speculation. He didn't say he is leaving. He said right. it's possible that he's leaving. You know, I, I don't know what you guys want us to say, you know, but we're not going to be definitive about anybody until they put their own information out. Just like recruiting, when a guy wants to make his announcement as to where he's going to go, 99% of the time, right. we at Irish Breakdown know what decision is being made, but we're that's not our story well, to tell. And that's kind of gets back to the point of what we were just talking about. Riley Leonard is, you know, he has been at Duke and, you know, there, there are other people reporting on that. Like, as we talk about these Notre Dame guys, there is information that we get and many times know weeks in advance, months in advance, days in advance, whatever. But again... Yeah. It's not reported on for different reasons. And that's that's not just here. That's throughout the beat as well. There's a lot of stuff that that is out there, but it's, you know, it's you find out the information off, you know, off the record type stuff. Like here's here's what's going to happen. Here's what's likely to happen, but you can't say anything yet, you know, those kind of things. There's free flow of information 100%. in the background. Um, and our job our literally our job is to talk about the team talk about the possibilities talk about the ramifications things like that and when there's news out there we talk about that's literally our job so when when somebody said 
Somebody said, if you can't say it, don't talk about it at all. Well, then we wouldn't have a show and you wouldn't have anywhere to complain. <laughs> so we're all. But again, we're not here. like it's all, you know, it's yeah. flowing in the chat. You know, different names are being mentioned and we're not mentioning those names. Just like we said, we wouldn't mention those names. Now, I did want to address this that Norman says, blame the 10th year quarterback you brought in. And I've heard people blaming Hartman for all these issues. And again, I think that, you you know, like if you're not a member of the Champions Lounge, go sign up subscribe to the champions lunch because there's a lot more information and intel that you can find you know there with background on this situation based on what we know or you know the information that we have i think that that sam hartman is a lot less to blame you know like when you look at some of the issues that we talked about with receivers and and routes and things like that over the course of the season it points more to chancy stuckey then it points at Sam Hartman to me. I don't know. Oh, I agree. I agree. And look, Chancey Stuckey is not a scapegoat here. If if you got if y'all knew the stories that are coming out about what that room was like and what he was doing to these players, he's not a scapegoat. And somebody even actually played the race card that the, the black man is the scapegoat. Guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but a black man fired the other black man. Like this is not a race situation. Please stop. And if we're, and the other here's the other thing. Can we calm down with the language in the in the in the chat? Can we be adults and actually use you know proper English? Can we do that? Because that's how you get blocked. I'm just gonna say that. Can we just call take a breath? Take a breath, please. Well, look, I, I realize everyone's emotional about this because let's be honest, Vince. I mean, this is the most like the transfer portal has not been around for very long. Not like this. Well, I'm just saying the portal yeah. in general, the portal in, yeah. in has only existed for a few years. And well, the por- well, the, the let me that- let me finish. Let me. All finish. right, sorry. Go finish. ahead. The portal has only been around for a handful of years, and in the handful of years that it's been around, Notre Dame has lost some players. But as we talked about earlier this week, they've they've predominantly been guys lower on the depth chart who are not expected to make right significant impact. Sure. This week is a lot different because of the kind of guys who are leaving. That's my point. So, like this week for Notre Dame has been probably the most volatile week ever when it comes to transfers leaving sure. Notre Dame, the kind of transfers who are leaving Notre Dame. That's my yeah. point. And that's fair. And that's fair. I would say I would agree. And so everyone's emotional about it. Yeah, I would saying. agree with you in that the transfer portal, the way it exists now, has only existed for a few years. Like, um, my, my brain is mush. Uh, the quarterback for the Broncos used to be at the Seahawks. He obviously hit the transfer portal. That was 10, 15 years ago. Because uh, he went from NC State to Wisconsin oh, Russell or the Wilson other way around with, or whatever. The, yeah. Right? Well, so, I mean, that was, there's always been it, transfers. But the transfer portal is different. Yeah, yeah. there's always – I'm not saying no one has ever transferred. It's different now because just like three years ago, you couldn't get immediate eligibility to go someplace else. Remember? Like, right, that only was if you were a graduate. Thing. If you were a graduate. Right. Right. You, you had to be a graduate transfer right. to get immediate eligibility. Right. So to that was still the portal. It's just not. They the didn't call it, it the portal, now. though. They didn't they call did? it the portal. No, no. Well, that I was thought they did. The transfer portal was something that the NCAA created okay. where these guys could put their names and they wanted to make basically they, they, they wanted this to be kind of a more formal, you know, like these these contact windows. They wanted right, to cut right, down right, right. on 
illicit contact and all those different kind of things and try to keep it above the board. And I mean, it has obviously devolved. Just look at, you know, Jordan Addison and, you know, like everything else. Oh, that yeah. Happened, the, the way the know, portal is completely I mean, different. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is now is its own monster. And, and because of the way it is now, we're getting this because in the past, these young guys aren't transferring. They're not leaving because they have to sit out a year, which by the way, I still think it's a good rule, but they, they wouldn't all be bailing right now if they had to sit out a year. They wouldn't be. Right. And Notre Dame would have more of an opportunity. The, co- the current coaches would have more of an opportunity to convince these guys, this is where you need to be. But they don't have that anymore. Guy, These kids on a whim, literally on a whim, without telling their parents, can jump into the transfer portal. And that's a new thing. Like that, that was not always the case. Well, Brian, and by the way, Brent Smith, I saw your comment about Riley Leonard. We're going to get to that in a little bit. We're going to kind of, you know, get through the fire breathing part of the show first. And then we'll get to, <laughs> then we'll get to Riley Leonard in, in a little bit. I do have some thoughts on Riley Leonard. I know Vince does as well. Uh, oh, Brian right. says, can someone clarify for me? I thought you can only go in the portal if you're a grad transfer right now. Is it due to the coach being fired? No, you can. One, the portal doesn't officially open until uh, next Monday, Monday December yeah, so, 4th. That's when like yeah. official contact and all that is supposed right. to be taking place. Even though, as we know, there's, you know, there's, there's been, I think other informal contact, you know, with a lot of different people, oh. but anyone can yeah. go into the portal right now, not just a grad transfer undergraduate, everyone. They, they can announce can go they're the going, portal. but it's not right. open until Monday. Right. You announce you're going yeah. in. So but the official contact is not allowed until Monday. When, when your head coach leaves, I believe they're allowed to get in now. That's why Riley Leonard is literally in the portal. Now the other guys they're saying they're going in, but they are not officially in until Monday. Right. That's that's the clarification piece, Brian. Um, and so I'm talking. I'm not calling you, Brian. I'm calling this kid. I know Brian. what you're saying. Yeah. So Brian, who uh, asked question? Just want to make sure. Um, so yeah, you if your coach, if your head coach, not position coach, but if your head coach leaves, you can jump into the portal early. But everybody else, they're just announcing that they're going. So somebody's going to ask. So is it possible to get them out and keep them? Yeah, it's possible. But not likely. Usually when they go to the extent of, of putting their information out there and saying that they're going, they're probably going to go. Doesn't It's not going to stop Notre Dame, I'm guessing, from trying to get some of these guys to get back out of the portal. But I don't know what the day-to-day is like and who they're trying to keep and who they're not and all of those different things. So, you know, it, I hate it. I hate the portal the way it is right now. I, I dislike it so greatly. Do not like it at all. Yeah, it is. It has gotten out of hand very quickly is what it's done. And again, this, this the, the, the early window, the winter window will be open from December 4th through January 2nd. And then, the, yep. of course, there'll be a spring window as well. But uh, I don't know. That's what's going on. It just stinks, right guys. I, look, well, I'm yeah. When I, I mean, read and that's, that's else... like when you look at, you know, you've just lost Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather and Rico Flores. Yeah, it sucks. In no world does that not suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 100%. So. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate every second of it. I'll still sleep real well tonight because it doesn't affect me, but it sucks. If I, if I was Marcus Freeman, I would be very upset that those guys left. I would because now you've got a pretty good hole, you know, good sized hole in your roster at wide receiver. I, it stinks. It absolutely stinks. And so, you know, 
but we got to deal with it. Well, and and they're going to deal with it. And they're going to literally go sitting there on a text chain, you and Jesse and I talking yeah. about what's going to happen with the receiver room. And this was, I believe, before Braylon James yeah, made the announcement. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. You know, this and this and then Braylon James. And it's like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. I know, you know the, the, the one one positive out of this, because, you know, again, you did just fire the wide receiver coach a couple of days ago. The guy, the wide receiver coach who is responsible for recruiting all these guys. And you've got three young guys coming in, including Logan Seldata in this incoming 2024 class. And like Logan is out there like multiple times a day. He is pounding Twitter about how great the 2024 class is going to be. So like he is, he is you doing the all is well, you know, everything's going to be fine stuff. And, and that's great to, to see really, especially when you do have all this volatility that one of your young studs in the incoming class is out there beat, you know, beating and banging the drum so hard. You know, trying to make sure that everyone knows, hey, I'm still coming. I'm going to make yeah. a difference. We're going to make a difference in this class. And and that's important, I think, at a time like this right now as well. I completely agree. I mean, you look, they're, I'm sure they're doing their due diligence talking to these kids that haven't even signed a letter of intent yet, right? That's still a couple of weeks away. Tomorrow's December 1st. So you're looking at 21 days. So it's literally three weeks from today is that signing day they're working their butts off to make sure those guys don't go anywhere and so you know right now if nothing changes as we sit here at 6 28 p.m eastern standard time Notre Dame has nine scholarship players going in to 2024 nine you want the ideal number is 10 they say I gotta go get somebody if somebody else leaves I gotta go get two somebodies I just want to know did Cryin Belly change his name to Haywood Jablomi? Because man, <laughs> that's a terrible. Haywood is that just name out loud again, and I didn't realize exactly how that was pronounced until I said it out loud. <laughs> yeah, by don't the ever way, say that out loud again. No, no, didn't. <sighs> didn't I did a I did a Ron Burgundy there. I just read it, and, <laughs> but he's saying it's only sixty five percent blue chip, and you know. Look, okay. Well, compare that to Brian Kelly's classes and let, let's see what the percentages look like. And somebody it's said still, Brian Kelly's sitting back and laughing about all this. He's got his own problems. There's plenty of guys, you know, he's he's got guys leaving too. That's the thing. Notre Dame people are obviously hypersensitive to what's happening in Notre Dame. This is happening around the country. Okay? It's not just happening at Notre Dame. I promise you, it's not. Oh no! But like you said, it's it's everywhere. So, um, there were a couple other questions that I wanted to get to. I just saw that super chat pop in from Coach Vic five seven four. Vince, up, what's up, my guy? Did they have exit meetings? Here's something they didn't like and decided to leave. They definitely had exit meetings. That absolutely took place. Um, I believe it all took place this week actually uh because i if i'm not mistaken the timeline and we talk about it monday right sean the timeline was like exit meetings and such this week and then they're going to hit the road tomorrow and start recruiting and all yeah. of that and so if they can afford to leave town now at this I, point, seriously the things are going so yeah that they, they they absolutely have, have exit meetings they do exit meetings at every level of football and they definitely did them at notre dame and um i some of the some of those talks, I'm sure players heard something they didn't like, but I can guarantee you some of those talks, coaches heard things that they did like and therefore 
change has happened. And so, you know, again, they're doing their due diligence to try to calm the storm a little bit. But, you know, this is tough, man. This is this is a very tough situation. And hopefully they can, you know, tighten things up and they don't lose any more guys. I mean, that's obviously the hope. Colton popped this in. He says, I mean, it's pretty bad losing most of your proven production at wide receiver, but it's not like these guys are thousand yard receivers, not even 500 yard receivers, which is, yeah, absolutely true. true. And a great point. He says, I won't be mad when the new wide receiver coach gets some dogs out of the portal. And I mean, and that was part of the conversation we were having before Braylon James. And I think you were leaning towards more, well, they've got good talent coming in. They've got, you know, like good, what they've got right now, but then you lose James. They definitely have to go out and get at least one, if not two, maybe even three at this point, I think, just because of like, again, you've, you've, you've got guys and it's good news based on what we've heard, you know, like in terms of guys who are staying because, you know, there were, there were other guys, I think maybe potentially on the fence, but based on what we know right now, you're, you're still going to have some veterans in the room that are going to be back next year. Yeah. Well, and that that's, you know, uh, agreed that, that they do have some veterans coming back, which is obviously good. They're going to have to lead that room and and they're obviously going to hit the portal. They're They're going to get one or more guys, depending on how many more guys exit. Uh, but again, there's going to be nine right now. There's going to be nine scholarship receivers on the roster next year, which if I'm not mistaken, is that more than the more on this year? I can't, I can't even remember all the numbers are, mushing in let my me head. see i've got kind of my list here so let me see so we've got three who left correct yes, correct so with me... eligibility still on the table right so right. so you know, put them at 12 just let's so let's go with what they had nine. this year you had those three plus colsey and thomas that gets you to five and then flores and great house that's seven kk smith who obviously didn't play this year. The other freshman, that's eight. Then you had Matt Salerno, that's nine. And then by the time Jordan Faison got his scholarship in the middle of the season, that was 10. So basically you had nine scholarship yeah. receivers coming in this season. exactly where they stand right now. So they've lost three, they're gaining three. That's where we're at right now. Now things could change, obviously, but that's, you know, you're going into the same situation that you had last year. Is that good? Is that bad? It's not great. 10 is the ideal number in my opinion, but you know, you can only, you're only going to play so many. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, look, they, they have to make sure they keep the three guys that are coming in and they have to hit the portal. And if there's somebody that fits, then you go grab them. You know, that that's where they're at right now. And again, 94 scholarship players right now, something's got to give somewhere. Something's got to give. Yes, because you have to get now. Are you including the incoming class? Yeah, those ninety-four. Yeah, okay. So there's okay. ninety-four. So there, and those are there's ninety-four scholarships of guys that have time remaining on you know of their eligibility, right? So that's you know, nine. You have to get down. You don't want to get down at wide receiver, though. No, basically. agreed. Like you don't Absolutely. want any more receiver exodus at this point. And obviously, it's, that doesn't take into account limit. you know Joe All estimate like that would bring that number down because they right. haven't announced anything so they're part of the 94 other right? guys like and howard cross is rated highly in terms of interior Mills, defensive linemen you know, Mills. heart 
You know, there, there's plenty of guys that have decisions to make on whether they're going to go to the NFL. There's yeah. going to be more guys that are going to make decisions about going like you to could the easily you could easily get down to what 88 pretty quickly just with guys declaring Agreed. for the draft potentially. Now, so. If you want to bring in portal guys, you better get below 85. I mean, it's a simple number, well, and that's where some of these decisions have to be made. You know, like right. you had a guy like Aiden Kiana Ina, you know, who made history. He got his degree at Notre Dame. He's decided to move on try to, you know, pursue playing someplace else. And that's kind of one of those decisions in, you know, like how much of that maybe played it. We haven't even talked about Ramon Henderson making his announcement today as well, the fighting Irish safety. Now you do, you know, you've got decent numbers at the safety position, but again, like you're waiting on Xavier Watts. What exactly is he going to do? Like we haven't even heard anything in terms of, draft and stuff like that this week but you still have Antonio Carter coming back you got a Don Schuler you got Ben Minnick you got Luke Talich I know people are excited about some of those guys and then you got Bronte Johnson Tabron Benny Powell and Kennedy Erlocker all coming in in terms of safety so you're going to have some numbers there but again like you've got some relative inexperience across sure. the board with 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 high upside with some of these guys as well but like how much of that potentially played into a decision for a guy like Ramon Henderson when you start talking about roster management and that sure. kind of stuff? Well, I mean, you've got seven safeties on the roster. You've got 10 corners on the roster. You've got 12 linebackers on the roster. And these are all scholarship guys. This doesn't even take into account walk-ons and everything else. You've got 20 offensive linemen right now. So obviously something's got to give somewhere. But again, you hope that it's not the wide receiver room. So I, I agree with that. I agree. Someone Lots was just asking if Salerno can come back. I've got to look and see real quick. He's not listed on the depth chart that, that uh, um, Brian put out today, the scholarship right. chart. So he's uh, a second-year graduate this year. So yeah. 23, 22, 21, 20, 19. He's been here since 2018. So he's already been here for six years. So yeah, and I, I I know that there are some seventh year guys, and he did only play in four games this year. So there's okay. you know maybe potential you there, uh, you know because you know just with all this between the COVID and yeah. injuries and stuff like that, you are like there were some seventh year guys playing college football this year. So yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, if that could be, if that is legitimately how it is, I would ask him back. I would ask him. Back. I mean, he was back this year because of the depth issues. That you had. And now and you're now, back to depth issues once again. So yeah, exactly. So it might just, it, you know, some of it might depend on who you see in the transfer portal and who you can potentially pull out of the transfer portal, you know, specific to the wide receiver position. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> it's just look, we're gonna get all kinds of breaking news and it's the way it's gonna go for the next week or so. And then it's gonna die out until the bowl game. And then the bowl game will happen, and then you'll get your NFL uh, announcements at that point. Who's coming back? Who's staying? You know, like right. that. So I, I have a feeling once we hit the weekend, because Notre Dame is already practicing for the bowl game. Like, they're already having practices. So, In fact, I believe they started practicing today. Yeah. Now that you mention it. They're having practice. So yeah. I would think that this is going to die down here at some point. That was Thanks. an interesting practice. I can imagine. Man. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's – let me just ask you this. Because 
again, we're not going to mention these guys by name, but there were a couple names that, you know, Twitter, Twitter, I don't even know what I would, would call them. Twitter <laughs> wannabes. Yeah. You know, that's probably the best way to put it. You know, they yeah. were floating out there into, well, this guy's going to enter the portal. And you think the longer this goes, the better it is. Like the fact that we haven't heard anything right now. From the Twitter wannabes? No, or... from from like the actual people oh. who were named. They yeah. haven't made an announcement. They have that... not actually entered the portal. That's a good call because the Twitter wannabes put something out about Braylon James. And about an hour later, he put his thing out. Right. And it was pretty quick. After that, maybe and two I think hours. it kind of happened with Tobias as well, right? Yeah. Like not long after the the wannabes put out Tobias is when he made his announcement. Yeah, exactly. So these other the other people that have been rumored that are out there, it's been rumored since like lunchtime, I want to say, and there's yeah. still nothing out there. So, you know, hopefully Notre Dame is like I said doing their due diligence and trying to keep those guys in the fold. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just glad DK is here. Parker stole his milk money in 93. I'm, I'm glad DA DK is here to bring his energy to us. <laughs> Somebody said Dante Moore is in the portal. Okay. I it's did coming to Notre Dame. So, okay. It's, got, <laughs> they're not bringing Dante Moore and his circus to the, to Notre Dame. That's not happening. We got enough of a circus going on right now. We don't need to bring him in his circus. That's not happening. No doubt. That would be the last guy I would want after everything that happened during his recruitment where he ended up and now he's on his way out. Yeah. Once shocker. Again. And I and I, you know, I think we've talked about that before. When you see that kind of drama and indecision and you know, multiple changings of mind and all that stuff, commitments during the recruiting process, it tends to carry into you know even after a guy is signed with a school and look at what's happening yep. right now so i think no you're probably better off without that drama and there's other guys you could throw into that boat as well Absolutely. do you want to talk about riley leonard i know you guys touched on him a little bit well, yes but you haven't had a chance to um so he did enter the transfer portal and again yep. like espn's pete thamel was out there reporting almost right away that he expects Leonard to end up at Notre Dame. And again, like it was on the crawl on ESPN, you know, like right. that's there's the, we're, we're not talking about Twitter wannabes. We're talking about actual reporters, you know, who are out there reporting based on sourced information, credibly sourced information that they have. Um, he's been crystal balled to Notre Dame by other outlets as well. Um, I'm curious what you like. This is not surprising to me because again, like this is something we had been kind of hearing little rumblings of this for a while. So it's not a total shock. It's just that he is in the portal now. And you actually had you know, like the fact that Pete Thamel had it right away. And like, he was reporting on this and some other national people as well. I, I was, you know, I, I, I guess I was a little, Surprised to see, you know, Notre, you know, the the link to Notre Dame and the potential connection to Notre Dame kind of splashed out there so quickly and so publicly. Like, what did you think about that aspect of it? I was very surprised the legs that it got so fast. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I, you know, I, I, I think arguably he's the best quarterback on the market right now, 
And Notre Dame has said for weeks now that they were going to go get a portal quarterback. And so, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. We know there's a friendship between Hartman and, and, uh, and Leonard. We know that that exists based on what happened at the Duke game and all of that. So we know that's there. I was just surprised it got, you know, Leonard's going to Notre Dame, like right right away. I was very surprised about that. I was. In terms of Riley Leonard, the quarterback, because where is it? Brent said, when I brought up the possibility of Notre Dame acquiring Riley Leonard in October, you and Jesse shot me down. Now, maybe shot, shot down is probably a little bit dramatic drastic i don't know well um i didn't say it wouldn't happen i'm sa- i said personally like he wouldn't be the kind of guy that i favored for this system i think again this is me personally i think he is an elevated version of tyler buckner there is still some rawness to his passing game like when i look at his highlights he reminds me a lot of watching vince young and like when you looked at Vince, you know, they're, they're similar size. Vince Young was a little bit thicker. I think he had about 20 pounds or so on, you know, like what Riley Leonard is right now. Leonard's listed at 6'4", 212. And, and Vince Young was, you know, I think he's 6'5", and in that, you know, 230, 235 pound range. So he's a little bit bigger. But like when you watch the way they run, when you watch, you know, there's that long stride, obviously, that Riley Leonard has. He is, you know, a very good runner of the football, but even, you know, like the delivery that Riley Leonard has in comparison to Vince Young, you know, like a little bit of that three quarter kind of arm that he has. And most of the highlights that I see, and and this is, you know, again, he's got a high completion percentage, but the other side of that is, and I think you could watch Notre Dame's game when Riley Leonard had to throw like he, when you know when he was forced behind the chains and there were situations where he had to throw it was more of an issue for him than when, you know when they tried to throw him on early downs and you know kind of catch a team off guard and stuff like that and most of the highlights that you see you don't see Riley Leonard throwing a lot of contested throws i see him you know like hitting a lot of wide open guys or you know like clear outs and different things like that you know i'll continue to jump more into the film and stuff like that but i it's just a different kind of quarterback. Like obviously if you look at Sam Hartman versus Riley Leonard, you've got two different kinds of quarterbacks. And so I think that when you look at Leonard and what Notre Dame has coming in, in terms of quarterback recruits that maybe, you know, they're looking for a little bit different kind of guy going forward, a little bit more, you know, in the Buckner slash Leonard mold. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, we've been hearing that, you know, uh, Parker wants a dual threat type of quarterback. Okay, I get that. And I understand that that's where he wants to go. Steve Angeli isn't that guy. You know, Kenny Minchie is more that guy. CJ Carr could kind of be that guy. Deuce Knight is that guy, right? It's, uh, you know, what highlight of Deuce throwing down a dunk the other day, whatever. So he's obviously, you know, an athletic kid, you know, that kind of a deal. Um, so, you know, what is Parker looking for? Okay, I get that. I'm I if I was a coach at Notre Dame, I'm not ready to turn the offense over to Steve Angeli. That that's me. Okay, this is Vince talking. And am I ready to turn it over to a redshirt freshman? Maybe not. Maybe I need one more 
portal quarterback who has one year of eligibility left to come in and bridge that gap. And then the following year in 25, you got a battle between Minchie and Carr as to who's going to be the starting quarterback. I, you know, when you sit back and you, you get over the initial shock, because the initial shock for me was like, really Ryan Leonard? Like I, do I really want the, you suck guy to play at Notre Dame? Like that was rammed down our throat during the Notre Dame Duke game. It's like, really? And Notre Dame made him look pedestrian because Notre Dame has a really good defense period. Right. And so I just, I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm starting to come more on board with it. I need to sit down and watch more, you know, Riley Leonard Tate, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, when he was a healthy quarterback, 2022, see what Notre Dame is getting their hands on. If he does in fact come to Notre Dame, I, I, we did a scale of one to 10 yesterday. Jesse said he was a six. I said I was a seven. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm kind of in that range as well. Look, it's not a home run yet. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows. And you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, Game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. They're apparently very interested in him. And, you know, again, based on the reporting, it's either Notre Dame or Auburn. At this point, those are like the two schools that have that, that, that you've heard the most going after Riley Leonard. And I, and I think that there's no doubt, like when you look at what Sam Hartman did, if you look at this from the Riley Leonard perspective, like Leonard can look at Sam Hartman and see, you know, a, a very good example of what can happen when you become the quarterback at Notre Dame, because Hartman became a regional quarterback, you know, quirky, you know, little offense down in the ACC, off the beaten path, Wake Forest, and he goes to Notre Dame, and boom, he is a national guy. And that can happen for Riley Leonard as well in terms well, of the NIL yeah, oh yeah. And, and all of those kind of things. You know, like and, just, just from that aspect alone, there's a huge upside for Riley Leonard to go from being the Duke quarterback to the Notre Dame quarterback. And here's the other thing. Riley Leonard was being projected as a top quarterback going to the NFL after his sophomore year okay we know he's got to come back he's got to play his junior year and then he's going to go be a top rated NFL quarterback no one ever said that about Sam Hartman no one ever said Sam Hartman was going to be a top rated NFL quarterback 
what prevented Riley Leonard from being a top-rated NFL quarterback in 2024 draft is the injury that he had this year. High ankle sprain and a turf toe. Pretty much took him out of the rest of the season after the Notre Dame game, right? And so he knows he has to come back for another year. There's no bigger platform than Notre Dame. And Sam Hartman, to your point, Sean, proved that. He, well, he put himself on a huge pedestal. Didn't perform, yeah, but he exactly. put himself on a huge pedestal. Exactly. And, you know, look, there's arm strength there for Riley Leonard. He is obviously a mobile quarterback. You see a lot, you know, like th- th- those kind of quarterbacks. A mobile quarterback has definitely become more in vogue. And maybe Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker think that that's what they want to do with this offense going forward. Okay, I just I need to see more. Like we said this going into the Duke game. And coming out of the Duke game as well. Like, I don't see a lot of Riley Leonard. I haven't seen a lot of Riley Leonard going through his progressions. It's it's typically been, you know, like one read, secondary read. If there's nothing there, it's either run it or chuck it downfield kind of thing. You know, like, so how advanced is he in terms of that? I know that there was a lot of talk, you know, from the NFL standpoint and stuff like that. But look... All it takes is one or two NFL guys to fall in love with somebody and and a lot of buzz starts generating. And when Duke beats Clemson early in the season and they win a few games and things are riding high, then things are looking great. But then, like you said, he gets injured and all that buzz goes away because he didn't have the rest of the season to kind of try to show himself. So, like, you know, again, similar to Sam Hartman, not just from the NFL or the uh, the NIL perspective there's there's a lot that that riley leonard can do to potentially improve his draft stock but yeah for sure there's i'm 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 just not completely sold on him unless you're obviously looking for a very like his specific kind of of quarterback that's what he he's a very specific kind of quarterback he is not like sam hartman came here to run a pro style offense if if Mm -hmm. riley leonard comes here I don't think we're calling it a pro style offense anymore. Do you? I agree. No, I agree. And I, but here's the thing. I don't think Jared Parker wants to run a pro style offense. I really don't. I think Freeman wants to run a pro style offense. So who's going to win out in that battle? Or if that's a battle, you know what I mean? Again, I'm speculating on what I think, but if, if Jared Parker wants a dual threat quarterback and that's what we're hearing, right. From everybody, that's what he wants. Okay. Well, if that's what he wants, that's not, that doesn't fit into a pro style offense. Right. So what are we doing? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we're going to have this discussion. All, we're going to start this conversation, this debate already about coming not even in, here yet. battling not even for here jobs. Yet. And, you know, Andrew says the assumption that Leonard transfers in and starts immediately is not based on facts. What have the last two <laughs> transfer quarterbacks done? They've come in and they've ended up starting right away. So we can talk about quarterback battles and all that kind of stuff. But here's, here's what Marcus Freeman, you know, like he talked about, he's talked about bringing in a fourth scholarship quarterback. Right. And so when he talked about it earlier this week, here's what he said in terms of, why you bring in a fourth scholarship quarterback. Last year, I think throughout the season, once Tyler got hurt, I think we had three quarterbacks uh, at that point on scholarship. And my thought was that 
you know, adding a fourth would make sure that we at least have three if somebody decides to transfer after the spring or, you know, when we decide to bring in a fourth. You know, there, if we didn't bring in a fourth and then somebody transferred when I named a starter at spring, now you're left with two. And, and that's kind of my thought, my, my thought process. We continuously move forward is that, okay, having four protects you if somebody decides to leave from the end of the season till throughout spring. That's the real reason why even last year I thought about this. And in, in this year, um, when I made the decision uh, after the bowl game, after the uh, bye week that we needed a fourth quarterback on scholarship, that's the real reason is that it, it isn't um, that I don't have a belief in the guys we have here. I'd have a strong belief in, in, in Steve and Ty, uh, Steve and uh, Kenny. And then, we, and then, you know, obviously we'll have somebody coming in. But it's more so if somebody decides to transfer we have to make sure that we, we have at least three scholarship quarterbacks left. Okay, so that's what Marcus Freeman said, because like when he first talked about this a few weeks ago, he talked about, well, we want to have four scholarship quarterbacks. And that's why we were talking about, oh, you know, maybe you're looking for a, you know, lower level Ivy League type guy, you know, so you have quarterback depth and, you know, that kind of stuff and whatever. But listening to this, Vince, he's not saying he wants a, a portal quarterback so that they have four scholarship quarterbacks next year. He's saying to bring one in because you're kind of expecting that someone's going to end up transferring. Isn't that what it sounds like he's saying to you? Sure did. And it would not surprise me if somebody in that room did transfer. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I thought we were going to listen to it again. It's all good. Um, I, I would not, it would not shock me if that was the case, but you, you have to have numbers in there to deflect from the transfer portal. I mean, and ideally, as a college program, you want four scholarship quarterbacks, right? I mean, that's what you, you want one in each class. And with the, with the uh, with COVID and everything else, you've got six classes of guys and four scholarship quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So it, it, it is something that you have to do. You have to always aim for four. You aim for four, most likely you're going to end up with three. I think that's probably the reality of the situation, don't you think, Sean? And so... Going yes. to the portal to get a fourth makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. And I argued that I wanted him to go get a depth guy, you know, let these guys mature. And all. I did argue that. And I, I still see the merit to that. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get off of that stance, but I'm also uh, mature enough to see the other side of the coin in that you bring in a guy with a ton of experience because the reality is they don't, they're not going to go to Angeli. That's the reality of it, in my opinion. And so now you're looking at Minchie, Carr, McKnight. True sophomore, true right. freshman, senior in high school. Those guys may need another year before now you can start getting into the guys that you recruited. I mean, it definitely appears that way. And the question would then become, Steve Angeli is a sophomore right now. Look, the unintended consequence I don't think they anticipated both Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner leaving. Agree with that too. Last year. And so yeah. what's the unintended consequence? Who does leave right. as a result? Are you only losing one? Which one is it? Are you losing more than just one? What's this going to look like when you bring in another veteran quarterback and you push everything back a year? And you know, look, I've been up front even before Riley Leonard's name was officially out there. I would rather see Notre Dame go the development route, stay within house and get this thing started because at some point you're going to have to play a guy 
who doesn't have that much experience. Riley Leonard himself, when he was a true freshman, played in seven games three years ago. And the answer to the question about eligibility, I haven't seen it pop up as much here, but I have seen it on the boards. This guy only has one more season of eligibility because he has Correct. played three seasons. He has he has gone over the you know the max of of uh, four games that you can play and keep your eligibility. So he only has one season of eligibility remaining in college, and that's what he will have. So like this is going to be a one and done yeah. guy. There's not going to be multiple years where he could come in here potentially if he you know didn't declare for the draft and and all that kind of stuff but i'm you know again i'm i would rather see notre dame they're they're doing really well recruiting this young talent at the quarterback position and personally i would rather see them do that than invest in this guy specifically i'm not saying i don't like him but he's such a specific kind of quarterback sure. and maybe maybe as you know i've i've seen this as as chris says maybe parker does want to add more rpo and and this you know is I, kind of his way of of doing that. I I don't I don't mind that, but it, you know, again, like like on the scale of you know, like Sam Hartman is over here, and you've got uh, I'm using my hand, so I guess you know, like anyone who happens to be listening, can, you know, my point is Harp, Hartman is more at one end of the scale, and a guy like Riley Leonard is at the under other end of the scale in terms of the kind of quarterback you're going to have in a system. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, I know for a fact that Jared Parker likes RPOs. I know this for a fact. And so does he want to incorporate more of those? The last two games are indicative of it. Then yes, because in the last two games, there's been a bunch of RPOs, a bunch. Okay. They started out with multiple RPOs in the game on Saturday. So yeah, he, he wants to have more RPOs in the offense. Is that what leads them to the possibility of Riley Leonard? I don't know. I haven't watched enough game film of Riley Leonard to know what his RPO game is like. I haven't. And I'll be the first one to admit that. I have a day job. I don't get to watch film all that often. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. The only film I watch is Notre Dame because it's part of my job, right? And so at some point, I'll sit back probably over Christmas break and watch more film of Riley Leonard if he ends up at Notre Dame, if he's not going to come to Notre Dame, why would I waste my time? I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it from my point of view. Right. So I'm going to kind of keep it out there and until he says where he's going to go, whether it's Auburn, Notre Dame, whatever. And then whoever Notre Dame does pick up, I'll watch their film. So yeah, I'm rambling. No, that's okay. And I'm, I'm just sitting here scrolling through, uh, Twitter, making sure that we haven't missed anything. And I don't yeah. think we have because there are names again, who keep getting floated out there right. as if they are already gone, but they have not announced anything that, that we Correct. can tell so far. There, so. There's rumors out there that Rico Flores is going to transfer. That's, those are rumors. He has not announced anything and therefore we are not going to announce anything. I've got his Twitter page open right in front of me. And the last time he tweeted was two days ago. He has not announced anything. And so if other people are announcing that he's leaving, then that's their deal. We're not going to do that until he officially announces it, period. John, he did not announce anything. I'm just letting you know, man. He yeah, did like not. someone said, Flores followed Leonard on Instagram the day after he had a sad face to Stucky. Okay, so he had a sad face. That doesn't mean that <laughs> he's going anywhere. As of right now... <sighs> He still plays football 
for yes. Notre Dame as and far as working. Brent concerned. actually has a good question that I will answer because it was it, we we did get this information officially. Brent Smith wants to know who's coaching the wide receivers. Jared Parker is coaching the wide receivers. They made that and Notre Dame sent out a release and that has been announced that he is coaching the wide receivers. So, ah, John, <laughs> you are right. Fake account, and this has been our point the whole time. Yes. Come there on, are too man. many. There are too many BS fake accounts out yes. there. Go yes. like if you're looking for something as important as this, go to the player's actual account, and you know, let them make the announcement right. themselves, not somebody and, else. Making and he may leave. Them. He may leave, and when right. he does, we'll talk about it. And if he stays, we'll talk about it. I mean, that's the whole deal, guys. And again, we're not going to take this moment away from him. If that's the moment that he wants to have, excuse me, if that's the moment he wants to have, then we're not going to take it from him. But when he announces, either way, we'll talk about it. And we'll all be depressed together if he decides <laughs> to leave. And we'll all be ecstatic together if he decides to stay. Yes. That's the way I look at it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Correct. But I mean, in the meantime, Brian... <laughs> writes says are we ever going to be happy with notre dame football i truly believe next year is going to surprise everyone and notre dame will be in the playoff i'm excited and fans should also be excited with the future that's a great attitude to have right now brian I love but it this is this is misery week like like that yo absolutely this week shall forever be known as misery week it is man it's like forward, black you know? friday I'm trying to laugh but it's sometimes yeah. all you can do is laugh you know, Black Monday so. when they fire all the NFL coaches, like that's yeah, kind of where we're Monday. at. Yeah. And with the with the shortened portal period that we're talking about, right? It closes January second, and if Notre Dame is going to play in the ReliaQuest Bowl, which a lot of people think that they're going to, that's a July or June, excuse me, a January first bowl. So you're not going to see guys play in that game and then announce that they're going to the portal because there's literally no time to get out of the portal and go to a new team now they may wait till after spring ball and go in the april window but guys that want to go this is the time they're going to strike while the iron's hot because you guys remember last year with the with the transfer portal and everything there were thousands of players in the transfer portal around they didn't 3, all find they didn't all find homes yeah and they couldn't so, all go to colorado right so, so it it is a survival of the fittest man like they want to get in there as quickly as possible so that they can find landing spots right they're not going to wait to the last second because it's a game of musical chairs those those when the music stops there's gonna be a lot of guys looking for a chair a lot of guys yeah we know dante moore entering the portal maybe yeah. shador is going to declare for the draft and Dion will take him there they can have who him. knows i don't know have him. it's all good yeah. Because with the immense talent that Shadour Sanders has, they won four games. <laughs> that's right. So, well, it would have helped if they had an offensive line, I think. But or I defense, know. for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. You know, that's small right. things. No big deal.
Thank you.